As we travel the world and teach with Passion Life, we are often asked, what is the biblical worldview of procreation, of marriage, of children, of family? How does God feel about these things? Well, those are great questions because they are uh, not directly related uh, immediately to the issue of abortion, but they are immediately tangential to the issue of abortion. We have to think through all of those things to be able to have a holistic biblical worldview of how God wants us to deal with the problem of abortion in our world. So we don't often, we don't always have time to get into a theology of adoption in all of our teachings. If we only have a few hours, we may not be able to teach on the theology of adoption. We not, may not be able to teach on the theology of contraception. We may not be able to teach on the role of men in the family unit. But all of those things are essential to understanding how God wants to uh, eradicate abortion in this world and provide stability in a civil society. He wants to do it through loving, intimate relationships between men and women who are present in the lives of children, who value children, the way God values children, who see children as a blessing and an inheritance, which is the way God sees children, and who sees family as central to being a stabilizing force in a civil society. Um, again, because of time constraints, when we're teaching on abortion, we don't always talk about adoption. But when it comes to the issue of adoption, if we, if we were to stretch out our teaching, as we often do over a second day or a third day or in conversations with pastors that we've taught, or when our course has been expanded out into a seminary course and now we're teaching for 40 hours in a seminary, we will talk about the theology of adoption. For instance, in China, uh, adoption is usually seen as a plan B. It's seen as a second rate. You could never love a child quite as much if it's adopted as you would if it were your own biological flesh and blood. And we know that this is actually not true experientially for many families. We also know from scripture and from the book of Ephesians that we have been adopted, that we have been adopted by God and that it was plan A for him because it says in Ephesians that we were predestined to be adopted into the kingdom of the son that he loves. It was always God's plan to adopt us into his family and make us co-heirs with Christ in the kingdom. That's an amazing thing. Uh, you can't eradicate adoption, uh, abortion without adoption. Some women are simply not ready to be mothers, but that does not mean that they have to have an abortion. Adoption is a beautiful thing. Um, so we want to talk more and more about that. Uh, we want to talk more and more about the fact that uh, as we, we value men in the marital relationship and the role of fathers in the healthy upbringing of children, where either a father or a mother is absent from the, from the parenting model, children suffer. They simply suffer. The, the best chance for longevity and stability in the family is when mom and dad are both present. Dads love the opportunity not to have to take responsibility for having a baby. When I say that, I'm talking about men in general are rascals. They would love to be able to have uh, sex with no opportunity for there to be any ramifications that they have to take responsibility for. And so men generally are pretty favorable when it comes to abortion. They like abortion. Susan B. Anthony, for example, was an early feminist who said, no, 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 we're not going to let men to 
escape. We're not going to let men escape their responsibility of raising children. And that is why early feminists like Susan B. Anthony were staunchly opposed to abortion because it allows men to take advantage of women. We know that when men are not present in the, uh, in the pregnancy, the chance that abortion is going to happen goes way up. We also know that many women who have abortions, more than half of women who have abortions, feel coerced or forced into having an abortion, pressured into having that abortion. And almost all the time, it is a man that is putting that pressure on them. It's a boyfriend or a father or a husband who is saying, no, you are not going to have this baby. You're going to have an abortion. They're being pressured. Not all, but a, 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 a big majority. Another thing that we often don't have time to get into is contraception. Contraception is a controversial issue, especially within Christian circles, and there are various views on contraception. Um, but because the Bible does not talk outright about contraception, uh, it's, it's a little bit difficult to have a, here's what the Bible says about contraception conversation, but here's what we can all agree on. The Bible is pro-family. The Bible is pro-children. The Bible is pro-multiply and fill the earth. And contraception is often used as an escape from that or an alternative to that. And uh, it's often used as a way of, or one of the results of contraception is it, it can bring a demeaning aspect to the sexual relationship. It makes it very uh, self-centered. Uh, it makes it uh, an experiential thing rather than a, a providential, procreational thing to do. Um, and it, it's something that, that I wish all Christians would think more about instead of just following whatever it is the culture says. Now, of course, there are all kinds of ethical concerns with methodology of contraception. And there are many contraceptive methods that actually induce abortion. We know that this is true. And we try as a society to ignore the fact that this is true. Uh, aside from the natural planning method or fertility awareness, um, you know, there's, let me put it this way. Many people say, well, if you want the abortion rate to go down, you just make contraception freely available, readily available. Well, the statistics actually indicate that readily available contraception increases promiscuity. It increases sexual activity, especially among people who don't want to have a baby. It, because of the failure rate in all contraception methods, it often results in pregnancy rates going up rather than down. Contraception can contribute to unwanted pregnancies going up rather than going down in a community over time. And in, by that token, because of widely available contraception, we've seen in many cases the abortion rate in many, in many places goes up rather than going down because of widely available contraception. The point in this entire conversation is to encourage us as Christians to stop and think biblically, critically, morally, rather than thinking culturally. Do not let the culture dictate how you see marriage, family, and procreation. These are things that are dear to the heart of God. These are things that are central to the heart of God. We see it over and over and over, the high value that God places on children, that God places on marriage, that God places on mothers and fathers, 
and blessing the ends of the earth through having babies and discipling children to know Christ and to live out a biblical worldview, serving people in our hurting world. We at Passion Life are pro-family. We at Passion Life are pro-father, pro-mother, pro-marriage between a man and a woman. We believe that the Bible has made clear that these are the keys to longevity, stability, intimacy, and fulfillment in the marriage relationship and in society at large. Follow Passion Life for more of our thoughts on these and other controversial topics. We look forward to, to, to uh, sharing with you again soon.